welcome to episode 131 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going tonight would you like to hear an interesting fact <laughs> sure this is actually this is actually magic related oh okay the same computer won all six of the feature matches on the Sunday stage at the Mythic Championship 5. Hacks. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure that's what it is, honestly. It is. That, it's kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, it's like completely random happenstance, but it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I suppose, like, yeah, this is some... Uh... We're recording this the day of the Mythic Championship. End of the Mythic Championship. It ended about 10, 15 minutes before you told me that you finally came downstairs. Okay, yeah. So, this episode's um, uh, been on the hopper a week or two when you listen to this. Um, <laughs> but, so, but, yeah, I don't know. Mythic Championship turned out okay, and we'll see what happens, you know. We don't know what's going to happen in the future yet, but it'll be interesting. But right now, I don't think we're going to worry about that. Let's not worry about the future. That's fine. Okay. Future's overrated. All right. So, John, I don't know if you want to just dive into what we have today. I don't have any other random factoids to bother you with, so I'm fine. I don't. With that. I don't really either. We talked about them all <laughs> yesterday when we recorded two other episodes. Uh, <laughs> I'm right. still staring at uncards, so that's a thing. You know, <laughs> good stuff. Um, don't spoil it. This is coming out earlier than that. <laughs> but uh, I suppose, yeah, actually, that is kind of a spoiler. Oh well, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Um, all right. Well, so today we're just gonna cruise through some uh, good old Reddit questions for you, John. And have you give us some answers to the burning questions that everyone in the magic community has? I will say I did really enjoy the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I I never read Reddit, like yep. unless unless something is linked on Twitter and it seems like something I'm actually going to give a shit about, I never mm-hmm. read Reddit. I I do follow a Twitter thing for Am I the Asshole. Who just like tweets like very specific ones that are like usually super over the top terrible. Yeah. But I rarely actually go to uh, Reddit on my own. So, yeah. I spend a lot of time on Reddit. Yeah. Because what else am I going to do at work? Get the past time somehow. Yep. But (laughs) so, um, yeah, over the last while here, I've been compiling some uh, interesting and not so interesting questions for you. why don't we get right down to it, man? Bring it. All right. So I'm going I'm to throw a softball at you. All right. So what non-evergreen mechanic would you love to see have more support in the future? Post is, I, I like all the co- the cool manics, mechanics in Magic. Some that I would love to see back in Standard slash get more support. I really like Populate, Surveil, and Devoid. I would love to hear everyone else's opinions. All right. First things first. Devoid is secretly a way more broken mechanic than this guy probably realizes. Why do you think it's broken? It it so protection is busted, but Devoid getting around protection like forces the Devoid cards to be overcosted or be potentially too powerful. All the Devoid cards can be hit by ancient stirrings. 
and that's two. Is Boom. That is are. also a relevant thing. Like, Devoid is powerful, and I think there's a very, very in very purposes, purposeful reason why a lot of the Devoid cards weren't like very powerful in what they did. There's a reason why Kozlek's return dealt two damage instead of three. There's a reason why the three the two mana red burn spell dealt two damage instead of three. Like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? So Fair enough. Ra- okay. random little devoid thing I wanted to put out there. Yeah, people hated Devoid by the way, so I mean I thought it was interesting, but I think it was it was more powerful. It has the potential of being more powerful than people realized. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, mechanic that I really enjoy that I think should see more support. Non-evergreen mechanic. Non-evergreen, yes. Non-evergreen, that's important. What was... I'm trying to think, actually. I mean, like, obviously, like a, a go-to is Kicker, because Kicker is just powerful, but that's also boring to answer, because everything is Kicker. Yeah, right. I actually really like... um investigate as a mechanic mm. yeah like uh the the different ways that you can play off of like the clue tokens and stuff like that the fact that you know in in the long game you can spend two mana to like draw a card which is super nice like investigate promotes games going longer which i appreciate mm-hmm. trying to the big one people have here is surveil Actually, number one was Surveil, and the second one was Clues Investigate. See, the thing is, Surveil is just a better scry. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just make, means it's boring. <laughs> like, Surveil is a... It's just a better scry. I don't care what anyone says. It is better <laughs> than scry. One of the first replies to the person saying Surveil is, I love it, but it is a strictly better scry. So, <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it is actually boring... And as a result mm-hmm. of that, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't want to see it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one, I forgot what it was. Uh, I really like Emerge as a mechanic. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It was one of my favorite decks in that format, which I, I might, hated that format. <laughs> might skew my opinion a little. Yeah. But, like, the whole... The fact that Emerge was primarily green-blue... And it revolved around sacrificing your own permanence, which is normally a black thing I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, emerge as it is. Just, I don't know. I enjoyed the deck. Fair enough. Delirium. I don't know. Basically, I really like the mechanics of Shadows of Innistrad and Eldritch Moon is what I'm getting <laughs> at. Fair enough. Madness. <laughs> I do like Madness as a mechanic. Madness, mad- I like... Basically, I like mechanics that have a lot of play to them, is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Go figure. Yeah. Right. Any merge was sweet. Yeah. Sure. I actually also weirdly liked Energy in Limited, even though it was busted and constructed. But Energy is a fine mechanic, it just wasn't valued properly. No. That's all. Yep. But... All right. Moving on. All right. All right. Should we ask a question about standard? Sure. All right. Why is Stone Coil Serpent not seeing any standard play? 
It fills every curve and dodges removal. Why is Stone Coil Serpent completely absent from the meta? Am I missing a card it dies to every time? Um, where are you putting it in your deck? <laughs> I, I mean that with like complete seriousness. <laughs> I don't like, even like. I honestly, I have to go look up the card again because I don't even know what it is. Uh, it is X mana for a oh, zero okay. zero uh, artifact creature with reach and protection from multicolor, and mm. I think trample. Yeah. Okay. That guy. And X is equal to the number of plus and plus mechanics you put on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the th- the card has power to it and protection from multicolor is more relevant than i think some people might realize Mm -hmm. but the thing the thing is all it is is just a big dumb idiot yeah (laughs) there's there's better big dumb idiots that do something when they come into play i I love that i just i have to stop you for a second here i just i love how when you say something and this is like i know this is all completely blind because you don't read any of this stuff but like uh-huh. that, the, that you basically just match the top response. It just it's like kind of validates you in some ways. Because <laughs> the top response, the first sentence of it is is it's a big dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike, I guess. I don't okay, know. continue though. Uh, yeah. So, well, the thing is, if you're if all you're gonna do is play a big dumb idiot, why not play a big dumb idiot with value, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I. There is no point, at least in the, like in the deck I'm playing right now, blue green food, where I would rather cast that than anything else I have in my deck, because mm-hmm. I'm either casting a busted planeswalker, a creature like you know basically a flame tongue kabu, or a giant seven six trample vigilance that reanimates itself. Yeah, like why would I just play I, a no... stupid thing that does nothing, right? Yeah, at no point in the curve, and I'm like, man, I really want to play a 4-4 for 4. Like, that's... Standard is not about doing stuff like that. Yeah. Standard has not been about doing stuff like that since the time of Siege right now. (laughs) Right? Like, things change. You need to do more with your cards. And even Siege Rhino would not have been as powerful if it was just a four mana, four or five trample, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it had the lightning helix attached was very relevant. Oh yeah, I mean that's that was the thing. So yeah, that's why. Card is cool. Like it has potential to see play. <laughs> there is a artifact based deck that's running like Steel Overseer and shit. <laughs> there you go. That does, yeah, that does run that, but Doesn't die to drown in the lock. <laughs> Victory. Okay. Actually, the, actually, or is drown in the lock CMC or power? Uh, drown in the lock. Is oh no, it's multicolor. Yeah, never mind. Sorry, I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> Something that me and multiple people screwed up at the pre-release. Yeah, which that's is what you said. But... Um, also, it doesn't dodge that much removal. Yeah, like, I suppose so. At all. If you're playing it on curve, right kills it. If you're playing it off, you know, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you cast it at, like, most black removal still will kill it. Yeah. Like, okay. okay. It's a big dumb idiot is the, yeah. the real answer, right? It's a big dumb idiot. Yep. Okay. Alright. 
here's a here's a quick one that I actually just came up on as I was browsing things because I want to throw shade at you. Uh, quick rules questions regarding Blight Beetle. Uh, it says creatures your opponent's control can't have plus one plus one counters put on them. What happens if I have it in play and the opponent attempts to activate Nissa who shakes the world, targeting uh, one of their lands? Shut up. <laughs> Even I make mistakes on the kitchen. <laughs> this is all in the future for everybody else, too. So it, yep. it, it doesn't do anything because it's a land that gets counters and then becomes a creature. So it's fine. All right. Yeah. I, I have some explaining to do during next FNM is basically what it is. Yeah, you got, so, you got some explaining to do. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll ask you a very hard-hitting open-ended question here. Hi again. Still very new. I wanted to know what you all would recommend for your choice of colors in your deck. I have heard to I have heard to two colors mana are the best way to go. Can you, anyone tell me why and what they would recommend? <laughs> I have heard to two colors mana are the best way to go. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that is I'm so, reading the literally how it's written here. So basically, he's heard that he should try and play a two-color deck, and he's wondering what people recommend as the best two-color deck. Uh, I would disagree about playing two-color if you're that new to Magic. While some people are of the opinion that having someone play a two-color deck when they're learning is good because it teaches them like mana building and yada yada yada, if someone's new, you don't want them to get color screwed, right? You want them to be worried about playing this game that is awesome and deal yes. with all the other crap later. Yeah, like have them play like play a monocolor deck. Mm -hmm. Play, you know, like that way you can still get like mana flooded or mana screwed, but you won't get color screwed. Yeah. And I like just reducing that small amount of variance matters. Mm -hmm. uh, I would honestly probably say green because big dumb idiot idiots are really easy to understand <laughs> and are kind of awesome to play yeah i for the longest time when i was younger i always or younger as in like five years ago i would say i actually was of the opinion that the best way to teach someone how to play magic was to give them a burn deck because mm -hmm. it was a very very simple method of telling them you know mana equals damage mm -hmm. right yeah but the problem is if by having them play a burn deck they're not learning how to play to the battlefield and the battlefield is a large part of magic i mean that's where that's where the game happens honestly exactly so i think actually like green is actually better than red in that regard yeah i i would tend to agree i think usually when i make starter decks and stuff it's like green white and i actually do red a lot of times too but it's not like an actual yeah. mono red burn deck no it's no like, it's, it's it's a red it's deck dudes. with creatures yeah it's dudes. yeah it's yeah, all dudes. Okay. Plus, it's a lot easier to put giant growth in someone's deck than lightning bolts, because lightning bolts, it'll get spoiled. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, gosh. So, I'm really glad I do this now. So, for our next question, um, I actually put all I actually put links to all the posts in a, in a document when I do this, but then I also uh -huh. copy the top-level comment. Um, just in case it gets deleted, and this one got deleted. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. So, um, what is your controversial magic opinion? Uh, some of mine. The pre-8th edition card, card border is the best one. Two, fetch lands like Bloodstained Mart are both overpowered and take too long to use. They should be banned in all formats. Three, Commander was more fun before Wizards started making cards specifically for Commander. 
I don't know if you want to respond to any of those and then respond to your what's your controversial magic opinion. All right. So I actually do have responses. Okay. The first one is a that's not con that's not controversial. You're just wrong. Yep. Okay. I think we I think we talked about this in a few episodes yeah. ago. It's like you're allowed to like what you like, but you're it's wrong. Not con- and like it's not controversial because there's like a decent percentage of the community that just prefers eighth eighth and eighth edition back border for some weird reason. Yeah. Um. Fetch lands are not overpowered. But they do take too long to use. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be banned. But they are problematic from a deck building perspective. There's a reason why they don't get printed in standard that often. Yeah, and honestly, if they make a new format, like past modern, they, they should just not have fetch lands. And I disagree on the commander comments because... A lot of the cards that Watsi specifically prints for Commander aren't even busted in Commander; they're busted in Legacy. <laughs> Hi, True Name Nemesis. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Sup, True Name. How's life? Like, as someone who actually has actual competitive Commander decks built and plays a lot of Commander, it's not the pre-con Commander deck cards that make people go, oh, "What the shit?" Mm-hmm. It's either older cards or just more recent, very, very power crept cards. Yeah. Like, um, outside of specific Commanders themselves, like Derevi is obviously busted. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, Battle Bond gave multiple really powerful cards for my actual CEDH deck, Mm -hmm. including my commander, who can go infinite on, like, turn three. (laughs) You know, it's not. Yeah. So he's wrong about that. All right. He's just flat out wrong. So it's it's wrong, kind of wrong, wrong. No, we're just mean. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean, what is your controversial magic opinion? uh, I think. I said it last week. Timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. When the, when that episode is actually coming you, you out, you think you're going to say it next week? No, I'm okay. going to say I. When, by the time this is heard, people would have heard it last week. Okay. I think people need to stop giving a shit about MTGO results. Oh, okay. No, that'll be next week. <laughs> so. No, because ne- next week is is. Oh, the you're right. Never mind. Okay. Pack one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. gosh, I can't so, remember when all this stuff is happening. <laughs> uh. Hooray for time travel. Yeah. Uh, MTGO results, people need to stop giving a shit about them. Um, yep. Yep. Okay. I think that's my biggest controversial one. I can't think of any others, actually. I mean, that is fairly controversial by comparison, too. Yeah. Okay. I think Watsi should just unban everything in every format and see where the dust settles. <laughs> okay. That's more of like, a, I'd be fascinated to see what would happen yeah. than anything else, though. I'm I'm right there with you. Unban everything. And then just start banning, like, one card from the most busted deck every month until the format looks at least somewhat, um, like... It's not just one deck, basically. Yeah. Okay. Should we piggyback off a commander thing? Yeah, sure. All right. So the question is, am I wrong here? 
probably. So I'm at a I'm at a commander table with three players. One player is playing a sneaky combo messing with life totals deck. He's mana screwed. I'm playing a big stompy deck. Uh, and the last player is just is just play uh, just playing fun deck. Uh, has an Ulamog the Infinite Gyre on board. <laughs> um, the mana screwed guy plays an approach of the second sun and passes to me. There's a lot of talking going on at the table, and I make I made no agreements or deals. But the guy with the Ulamog agrees not to attack until next or not to attack next turn. I could outright kill the guy with the approach of the second sun, but I decide to give him a chance, and I'm about to split up my attacks until he exclaims, "If my life total goes below 30, I'm switching life totals with someone." At that point, I figure he has the approach of the second sun, and if I split my attacks, he'll switch life total. I swing at him with everything and kill him. He then gets mad at me for picking on him because he was mana screwed. And because since he made a deal with the Ulama guy that I shouldn't have killed him. I explain my reasoning and he still gets mad at me. Did I do something wrong? No. Okay, good talk. <laughs> um, a, if your opponent cast Approach of the Second Sun, they're not mana screwed. Mm-hmm. That's seven mana. Yeah. Well, so right? ed, the, there's an edit here. It says mana screwed in the sense that he somehow drew all planes and a soul ring and an Esper deck. <laughs> okay. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. right. He cast approach of the second sun. Yeah. Like he wasn't mana screwed mm-hmm. and he literally threatened the table. Yep. Like if you're going to make a threat, back it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, like the, that's yeah. I like the response here. Uh, Combo players complaining that you killed them when they aren't even doing anything is silly. Your combo, you were either doing nothing or winning. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> if my life total goes below 30, I'm switching life totals to someone. All right. Put you to zero. Yeah, switch switch like life you're totals now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like, I've, I have a friend who actually had, like, a storm deck in EDH. Mm-hmm. And he would also get... He Stop would talking also get, about like, me. Well, not no, that he was playing an actual good storm. Deck. Okay, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, but he would get super mad whenever, uh, like, people would just start attacking him when he wasn't doing anything except setting up. He's like, I don't know why everyone's attacking me. I'm not doing anything. It's like, because you'll just kill us out of nowhere, dude. Like, that's the like, most annoying thing ever. I'm sorry. Like, as yeah. a person who has played some decks like that, and, like, a lot of my casual decks are kind of, like, they're kind of like that in some ways, where they're, mm-hmm. like, they're they're not, like, com- they're kind of comboy decks that, like, basically take like 15 cards to set up something stupid that kills somebody and like you can't get mad when somebody just kills you out of nowhere like you know because it's like they're like yeah you're gonna do your stupid you know go like do something dumb and like door to nothingness me in one turn or something like that and or like you know get your stuffy doll into the mob hell it and kill me (laughs) like Yeah, but, like if yeah. someone's do if someone is doing something like that, you need to kill them first. It doesn't matter if they haven't done anything. We're yeah. not doing like little handy holdy everyone gets to have a turn, you know, magic. You're playing a combo deck with the goal of killing someone. Yep. They are allowed to stop you. And if their only way of stopping you is to reduce your life total to zero, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, like that's, like that just that just seems pissy and whiny to me, but that's honestly how I view Commander. So yeah. I don't know, like, really how like, much more to go with that. Like, there's this one guy who I don't like him as a Magic player, but I think he's an okay person. Mm-hmm. But he likes pr- playing Prison Decks in EDH. Like, 
I hate playing against him because all he does is prison effects. But he's at least, like, at one point he um, sorceress spyglassed my Yawgmoth. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's just mean. And I just started attacking everything at him every turn. <laughs> and he understood it, because, like, I'm playing Mono Black. I can't kill that goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wound up playing, like, a Winter Orb, which got everyone else at the table to attack him. And he's like, yeah, I guess I kind of deserve this. Yeah, right. Like- it's like... Okay. <laughs> the the prison player, which is like the lowest form of magic player, <laughs> understands that he deserved what he got. Uh, that is shade. But, I'm sorry. But the whiner who's like playing a combo deck that never actually did anything doesn't realize that that's how interacting with their deck works for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Especially when his combo kill was Aetherflux Reservoir going infinite. It's like, yeah, if you go off, you kill everyone at the table. It's not like you're going to kill one person. You just win the table. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just like, that's it. You signed up for this shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, those, I feel like those decks, especially when you were playing, it's like, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. Like, even when I'm, like, I haven't got to play it a ton, but, like, when I play my terrible-ass EDH Storm deck, it's like, I know exactly what I signed up for. I signed up for yeah. sitting around doing a lot of nothing and hoping that I can, like, resolve something and just go infinite basically you know and most of the time yeah. i'm just gonna die with nothing on board i cast krenko on turn two or turn three i'm not allowed to get mad when he gets swords to plowshares yeah right right like <laughs> uh... my commander didn't even do anything guys i just cast him two turns ahead of schedule and he makes a million goblins Let's see what everyone's problem is yeah i don't know like I think I think I kind of have that problem with the the air quotes politics in Commander, uh-huh. which is funny because I'm the kind of person that would manipulate people to do things like that. No, you <laughs> never. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah. I just remember like always we'd play Munchkin at Randy and Sarah's, and um, uh, Sarah hated it when we played because she's super super nice but would always believe me <laughs> and i just screw over super bad and every single time she'd be like why would you do that like so that's just kind of the person i am i guess but uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, okay. that that is kind of evil and wonderful <laughs> uh yeah but <clears throat> okay you ready Yup. Alright, here's a quick one. When a land becomes a creature, what color is it? Nissi who shakes the world turns last into elementals, but does not specify what color they are. They are colorless. Good talk. This is something that has actively annoyed me on multiple occasions because I couldn't God's willing through their lands to kill them. That is super relevant. It is. But it was really also relevant when you could reckless rage through their lands to kill them and, and stone rain them, but... This is true, but sometimes either. you draw the gods' willings and not the records. Yeah, that's, just... I mean, that's that's how that deck works, so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, what kind of MTG content do you think there isn't enough of? Uh, hello, everyone. Porn. Today I, came, I, I come with a simple question. What kind of MTG content do you wish there was more? What kind of content do you want to see but always struggling to find or can't find at all? I know we have some great content creators in the community, but if you look at the size of the game and how many people are into it, there's surely something that isn't covered yet. I'm horrified by your laughing. 
You didn't hear my answer. No, I didn't. What was it? <laughs> right as you went into the spiel of yeah. the guy, I said porn. <laughs> That's not actually what I would want. I leg- I just want like a Magic the Gathering TV show. Like the thing that they're supposedly have been working on, like the animated thing. Mm-hmm. I'd probably enjoy watching that. Mm-hmm. You, you, enjoy you just think we out. just need more entertainment content, basically, then. Like official. Yeah. I mean, the... I enjoyed reading the stories back when they still released them every mm-hmm. week. <laughs> you know, like I have bought multiple Magic the Gathering books myself, mm-hmm. like, you know, just for reading purposes, you know, and, like TV would be sweet in regards to like you know, um, competitive content and like teaching content. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that I think there's enough because that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but there's pl- enough for me. Fair enough. You know, like I have the sites that I read and I get the information that I want and yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't feel like we need more websites like that. You know, I haven't had there isn't like an itch for like a specific style of podcast that I wish existed so I can listen to that. I'm just you got it right here. (laughs) Yeah, I just want like I just want like actual like veg out content because that's like not stuff that's trying to get you better stuff. That's just trying to entertain you with the IP. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. Magicka has a sweet IP it really and it does. has a lot of different possibilities <laughs> due to the existence of like the infinite planes of the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I found it really entertaining when for Dominari, they did basically like, I can't remember what exactly they called it, but I'm um, basically like the drunk history of magic sort of thing. Uh, I, that's basically what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a kick out of that, honestly. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, like stuff like that, I kind of get a kick out of and really entertaining or like, um, like the creative writing stuff like that. I'm uh, the, uh, the guy who did the summary of the war of the spark book, <laughs> but he like, it was like a drunk retelling. Yeah. Of it, like the drunk, it, no, that was called drunk magic there, but I'm uh, yeah. like the, the actual official Watsy thing was like the official actual history of magic, maybe yeah, or something yeah, like that. I can't that. remember what it was, but cause like, yeah, you know, they obviously but yeah like that other guy and because that was just absolutely phenomenal like <laughs> he said six pack of weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if gideon deserves oh. a monument for anything it's because somebody wrote that about him <laughs> uh but okay <laughs> all right you ready yeah okay. all right this one is just titled zendikar rising so we getting Fetchland reprints right when shocks rotate? Question mark. <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> so this is something I've actually wanted to touch on for a while. Because the world is full of idiots. <laughs> and they all need to be hit in the head with something. Not hard enough to cause a concussion, but hard enough so that they know what they did. They need to be booped on the snoot with a newspaper like a bad puppy. Pretty much, <laughs> except maybe have like, uh, like a two by two inside the newspaper. <laughs> Just do a good whack. All right, <laughs> all right. So, just because the first time we went to Zendikar, we had fetch lands, doesn't mean every time we go to Zendikar, we need to have fetch lands. If people don't recall, the second time we went to Zendikar, we didn't have any fetch lands. We had dual lands that had basic land types. There was no fetch lands. 
to be fair, we had already had the fetch lands from Konzotark here. <laughs> but the fact that everyone's like, oh my god, we're going to go to Zendikar, that means we're getting fetch lands. And like this guy on another podcast, he's like, man, I would bet anything that since we're going back to Zendikar, we're going to we're gonna get fetch lands again because reasons. It's like, but why? Watsi is on record from the last time Fetchlands were in Standard that they don't like Fetchlands in Standard because it slows down tournaments. Also, I find it just less interesting, too. It makes it so easy to play multicolor mana bases, and there's no cost I, for it then. I mean, you need to have, like, you need to have another dual land with with multiple basic land types yeah, to true. make it the mana base truly insane. But see, here's the deal. It's still just good. It is. And like I said, it slows down magic. And like, on, like one of the arguments I've heard him say is like, man, if you, you know they're good, like they should have fetch lands in this because fetch lands would really make that set sell. And they need to make sure that Zendikar sells better than the last time we went to Zendikar, which is going to be it's tough like, because that actually set sold really, really well. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of people, I think it was like Oath of the Gate Watch didn't sell well, and yeah. everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, like Zendikar wasn't great as a set but like it sold super well yeah it's like here's the thing we don't need fetch lands and just because you mentally associate that plane with fetch lands doesn't mean the fetch lands need to exist on that plane every time we go there mm -hmm. we're literally 50 50 for having shock lands on zendikar fetch lands fetch lands okay. sorry fetch lands on zendikar yeah. i see no reason why why we are obligated to get them yeah. again. Like, just because every time we go to Ravnica we get Shocklands doesn't mean every time we go to Ravnica we need to get Shocklands. Yeah. Like, the, I, I, they're kind of pigeonholed at this point. But well, that, That's the joke they always make, is they named the cards generic so that they could put them on any world, but every time they've gone to Ravnica, like, the only place they've ever reprinted them is when they go to Ravnica. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, it's not necessarily intentional, but like, I don't know. I think I feel like printing fetchlands would ruin historic, but that's just me. And I not that there's much to, that. not that there's much to ruin, but like no. any semblance of that format actually meaning anything. I mean, then you you suddenly have a fetch shock mana base, yeah, which sucked. Which like to be fair, fetch shock mana base on arena would not be as bad because the actual fetching out of a land is a lot more smooth. It's not even that. I don't like I don't like the environment a fetch shock mana base creates. There's no tension with mana. I don't like that. Like, I, I think there should be a cost to playing a lot of colors. Like, that's fair. and that's why I'm not, How that's much... why I'm not like crapping my pants and like shaking my fist at the um, field of the dead decks because like, yeah, they're basically five color decks and stuff like that. But there's actually a, le a legitimate cost for playing all those stupid cards. There absolutely is. Like, like there is a massive deck building restriction yep. to build a field of the yep. dead. And deck. I like that. Like, that's fine. Like, like they're getting paid off for it though, like like definitely, yeah. and that's fine. But like, when any deck can just be like, ah, yeah, we'll just play my fetch lands and we'll call it a day, cool. Like, and and you walk away and like, I just, I just think that's annoying. Like, I don't know. I will say I don't think a fetch shock mana base is that much better than a the shock buddy land mana base that we already have in historic. But it definitely is better. I just don't think it's that much better. Maybe. I don't know. Just being able to pick the land out you need and stuff like that, I think it reduces the yeah, like, too much. 
it it will drastically reduce like mana color issues and all yeah. that kind of shit. But okay. Anything else on that before? <laughs> no. All right. Like, I don't know. I will be disappointed in Watsi if the shock, if the fetch lands are are on Zendikar. Yeah. Mainly because I just enjoy watching people whine. All right. You ready? Yeah. Least favorite art, go. Mine is Aether Tide Whale. This is when I first got into magic and seeing that CGI looked creeped me out so much. Ew. Uh, invoke prejudice. <laughs> Fair enough. That is not good art. <laughs> like, it's nice and creepy, but dear God, never let anyone else ever see it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I don't think that's actually my least favorite art of magic, but Fair. that's what popped in my Fair head. Fair enough. The, um, the funny thing, so I just, like, unrelated to that. So the guy mentions Aether Tide Whale and how he hates the CGI look about it. Um, that's actually uh-huh. a, a um, uh, oil painting. Yeah. Which, I mean, when I first saw but... when I first saw Chandra Pyromaster, I thought it looked very, very digital. Yeah. When in actuality, like Wynonna Nelson does nothing digitally. Yeah. It is all paint, paintings and drawings for her. So yeah. also the the post the the comment here T- typical people complaining about fake digital art that don't have the foggiest clue about what is and isn't digital. Funny how these people always shut up when you tell them that Seb McKinnon's art is entirely digital. <laughs> Is it actually? Yeah. He does all his work digitally. He is. does all his work digitally. That is kind of awesome. I've seen some of his like progress renders and stuff like that. I think I saw one for um, uh, the uh, uh, the force of whatever the hell from um, the master the Modern Horizons set, and then um, uh, yeah. the, the Chalice of the Void art he did. Yeah, that's like I I I if you would, I yeah, I know right would never have guessed that he does that digitally. Yeah, all, all digital. <laughs> Also, I'm just going to point out, anyone who hates on a digital artist is kind of just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. Like, there is still a very, very difficult to learn skill set in being a digital artist. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is legit skill. And the fact that his art is digital is mind-blowing. Yeah. I came to this conclusion, and this is probably more controversial, but I came to this conclusion a long time ago with electronic music. <laughs> Like, I mean, being somebody who, like, can, like, kind of play instruments and stuff like that, like, there is a period of time where it was, like, uh, electronic music, nobody knows what they're doing. It has to be, like, you know, if you can't perform it on stage, it ain't worth it and stuff like that. And I, I'm really glad I got out of that phase really quick. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there is, like, you know, same for that. There is still, a, you need a degree of skill to do stuff like yeah. that. Like, Yeah. There's some things that are easier than others with that, but yeah, it's not like it's a, it's like, oh, okay, this is done, but all right. Yeah. Not anyone can do it. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you a really weird sort of Rorschach test question. Actually, it's not, re- it's right. not really, but I'm just going to ask anyways. Should I keep making YouTube vids? I started making YouTube videos about MTG and I wanted to see if it was worth pursuing. Also, let me know if I can prove. Here's the link. Thank you. Ignore that stuff. Should this person keep making YouTube vids? <laughs> uh, depends on why they're making them. Right? Elaborate. 
So are they making them with the intent of like trying to become famous and like having it become a lifestyle or are they making them for the reasons why we keep recording these podcasts? <laughs> Cause it's just fun. Like if you enjoy it, do it. If you're trying to make a living out of it, go back in time five years. Right. No shit. Probably longer, like, probably I mean, longer I, than that. Like, honestly, I mean, obviously, that's kind yeah. of, like, facetious. Anyone can break it on any time, yeah. you know, and all that kind of shit. But, like, the re- like the reason why we make these is because we enjoy doing yes. this. Yes. Like, we could be taking this time to, instead of recording a podcast, be, like, playing any, like, of a God knows how many video games together we've been talking about playing together. Yeah, it's a- we could be doing... Yeah. <laughs> another pokemon randomizer race and all that kind of stuff right like yeah, instead of like taking the last couple of weeks and recording like two to three episodes a week for when i go on vacation for a couple of weeks we could yeah. be doing a number of other things i mean hell even even with that we could have just said like all right you're gonna be gone and just put it on hiatus for a couple of weeks yeah. right but no we are but, dedicated <laughs> yeah we're dedicated to our like 12 listeners we have 12 That'd because be that's how we are oh well, i feel i'm pretty sure we've gained a few new ones okay. somewhat recently ish awesome I, you know hopes and yeah. dreams and all that like like yeah i mean obviously youtube videos probably require more work yeah i mean definitely they require more work than i put into this yeah. <laughs> showing up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like you know like if you enjoy it and like if you know however many views you get for your videos is enough to make you satisfied or even if you just don't care about the views you just want to say i created this which is like the reason why you do this isn't it basically like i like making i like making things it makes me it makes me happy to make things yeah but so I mean, he needs to do some soul searching and decide what does he want to get out of it. If all he cares about is just the act of creation, yeah, keep making him. Why the hell wouldn't you? All right. This is where it's like secretly a Marshall Sutcliffe alt account that no one knows about. <laughs> he's just not sure. He's not sure. Although he's been making YouTube videos for a while. Um, he has. But, okay. All right. You ready for, for some hard hitting stuff here? I'm not sure if this sure. is. I'm just going to ask questions. Brazen Borrower in Modern. So I'm building blue-black fairies in Modern, mostly for fun, and I'm wondering what everyone's thought on Brazen Borrower is as an addition to the deck. Specifically looking at the possibility of cutting a Vendillion, I play three, to put one in. Thanks in advance. Uh, two mana unsummon is not playable in Modern. Vendillion click is actual disruption as opposed to a tempo strategy or like a hyper tempo, like severe mana sync. Like I think Vendillion is just straight up better in what that deck is trying to do. Like what are you possibly bouncing that you feel good about bouncing? It's like, Oh, I unsummoned your Tarmogoyf and now I'm going to flash in my three one at the end of your next turn after you replay your Tarmogoyf. Woo, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's good enough for modern. Okay. Not even in a not even a deck that cares about fairies. I was curious about how you'd answer that one too. So. Yeah. All right. 
is it actually better than something like Vapor Snake? I mean, it is a fairy, so... I mean, it is, but the whole... Here's the thing about blue-black fairies in Modern. It plays two cards that actually say fairy on them. Three, actually. Mm-hmm. It plays a couple Bitter Blossom, Spelt Stutter Sprite, and a couple Vendillion, yeah. like usual. I mean, it gives you a body that you can play at instant speed, too. I mean, that's not... It's not, you know, inaccurate, but... It's not inaccurate, <laughs> Like, if you're not using it for its bounce effect, I'm pretty sure Vendillion Click is just better. Like, even though it's legendary, the fact that you get to see what your opponent has, which allows you to plan out your strategy, is just way more relevant. Mm -hmm. Also, costing three mana instead of five mana matters. True. Okay. Willing to accept being wrong because obviously I don't play fairies, but yeah. Short list, that's my opinion. Okay. Alright. John. Is it reasonable to spend a thousand dollars on a deck? Only deck I'll ever play in my life. I started I started MTG a month ago or so and have been enjoying it a lot. Been playing a budget Eldrazi Tron deck most of the time against my best friend. Things were going well until he assembled an angel deck and keeps obliterating the shit out of me. Lol. Now I'm that kind of person who in every hobby I get into, I want to get top tier. Sports, aim for the top tier. Video games, get the best possible gear and spend my time playing casually, smashing mud crabs and describing with my god-tiered character. I enjoyed Etron a lot, the theme and the gameplay. I've already spent around 500 on it and need to spend another 500 to upgrade it to top tier. This will be my only deck in my whole life. I kind of feel bad spending all this money on a card game, though. Opinions? I need some emotional support when thinking about all this money spent. Lol. Sorry for the long post. Post your opinions and thoughts on this, please. Thank you very much in advance. Kind of bullshit casual tabletop (laughs) meta are they playing? I don't know. I kind of want to be in it, though. (laughs) Do you, though? No, I don't. Do you really? I want to see it, though. Like... Like, from the other also, side of a pane of glass, you know, like when you're looking at, like, a lion at the zoo. <laughs> also, Eldrazi Tron is not top tier. I don't care what anyone says. Unless you're building, John, you, like... You, you the... missed our unpopular magic opinions question. That was a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone would tell you Eldrazi Tron is top tier. Not, but... <laughs> I mean, unless he's talking, like, the legacy version, which is still, like, probably... C tier in Legacy, okay. but if you spend, if he's talking about the Legacy version, he's dropping a lot more than a grand to build that. Mm-hmm. City of Tracers has gotten expensive recently. <laughs> uh. I mean, a thousand dollars invested into a hobby is not that much. That, that like, if you went out to a person and just said that, like, they would probably smack you in the face and think you're a lying bastard. But realistically, that's not super ridiculous. It isn't like think of literally like any any common any hobby common hobbies right now mm-hmm. right like you just bought a switch yeah. that was $300 yeah. every video game for that switch is $60 yes. which means you have if you buy at minimum 10 games for that switch yep. once you count taxes you will have spent about $1000 yeah. 
And that's only 10 video I mean, games. If you just include the consoles and the games I've bought so far, I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, And, like, that's not even that far-fetched. No. That's, like, a normal thing. It's like, oh, yeah, you bought a console and a couple games. You drop $500, mm-hmm. right? Like, you buy a new PC, that alone can cost you thousands of dollars, let alone anything you need to put on yeah. it. I mean, even, like, well, I mean, Magic is obviously very expensive and stuff like that, but even if you just, you know... Like, stuff adds up. Like, it's probably not unreasonable that a lot of people have spent $1,000 drafting. No. Like, not not in the slightest. Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus then you can start including, you know, transportation costs and da 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 and all, you know, all this stuff and, like, you know. But, yeah. I mean, you're still a heathen for wanting to play a quotations top tier Eldrazi Tron deck against a kitchen table against your friend's angel deck of all but things. But it obliterates but... the shit out of him, John. <laughs> like straight up, when you started talking, I thought you were like talking about the a guy that plays at DE who plays quotations Eldrazi Tron in modern. Mm-hmm. He played self assemblers against me. Oh yeah that <laughs> uh I lost. Yep. That's absolutely <laughs> absurd, and I love it. <laughs> and, variance, variance is variance, variance yo. Is a bitch, man. Um, any other thoughts? People say Hogak is overpowered. Yeah. Can't even <laughs> beat self assemblers. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, a thousand dollars is not a lot to spend on a hobby. I don't care if it's a card game or yep. what. Sweet, good talk. Let's talk about how much money I put into D&D. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So, uh, next next hard-hitting question. Why I never start first in Magic Arena? Are the devs hating me? Yes. Okay. Delete your account. <laughs> okay. Um, best artifacts. What are the best artifacts for an artifact deck? Uh, <laughs> does he list a format? Uh, so the first question is, it depends immensely on what format and budget you mean. And his response is, I don't care the budget and commander. All right. So the first artifact you buy, his name is Urza, Lord High Artificer. <laughs> the first artifact. You, <laughs> you yep. make him your commander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Like that that question is ridiculous. I know like that's at its I, core. That's why I asked you it. It's like, alright, let's what uh, what ridiculously powerful artifacts can I buy? Grim monolith? Voltaiki? Like, what kind of commander deck? What are you doing with your life? Is it a monocolored commander deck? Does it matter? <laughs> Soul Ring? I mean, that's got to be one of them in there. I mean, I'm I unfor- for- unfortunately he said commander, so I can't just start listing the power nine because yeah. they're all banned. Right. Can't list time bolt because that's banned. Mycosynflatus just solved the problem. Now, now all your stuff's artifacts. <laughs> yeah, screw buying the artifacts. Buy the stuff that makes the artifacts broken. <laughs> right. Like buy an Urza, buy a Karn. The great creator. Hell, buy Karn Silver Golem if you really want to be cool. Like a cool kid. 
All right. Yeah. Is it weird that I don't play Mycosynth Lattice in my Karn Silver Golem EDH deck? Why? Everything's an artifact. Because I could then... It would make it so my Karn could then basically one mana destroy target land. Okay, whatever. It would make it massive douchey, and that's why I don't play it. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. What are, what are some of the most unused cards in MTG? I recently made an EDH deck around seven dwarves and rat colony, plus things like Lava Axe to the Face and Platinum Angel for shits and giggles. Um, I included Assembly Hall because it's relevant and I'm running a low-cost deck, so the speed isn't uh, as big of a downside. But also because you never see it in EDH. Then I thought, I'd love to build a deck with a similar philosophy. Things you will never see in EDH are possibly at all. Cards that nobody's heard of or might cause somebody to say, what the hell is that doing in your deck? Does anyone have any ideas for what I could do? Uh, we got Volshock Berserker, Kemba's Legion, Caustic Hound. Are you just naming cards off of those are... <laughs> <laughs> Stop. People haven't Maybe. heard of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grixis Illusion. Do you have any spicy cards that let uh, you have in your EDH decks? E. A couple? I'm trying to think the worst cards I've ever played, and the only one I can think of is that, uh... So, I've played Helm of Chatzuk in a, in a um, casual deck. In, yeah, in Stuffy Doll. In Stuffy Doll. It was my defense... Satan. It was my defense against Trample. Um, <laughs> and, um... Uh, uh, what was it called? I played it in stuff, the Stuffy Doll deck as well. It was, um, uh... It was from Rakidian Masks. It was horrible. Um... It was like a, like a five mana artifact that you could like redirect damage to a creature or something like that. It was like Magister's Robes or something like I can't remember what it was, but it was bad. It was really bad. Hmm. I can't. I have no idea. Um, one card that I think a lot of people don't play, but it's actually really like it is only played in competitive EDH decks because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand how powerful it is. Is Fire Covenant? Is that it's, uh, uh, one? Okay, yeah, I think I know what one it is. It's, yeah, one black, red, pay X life, deal X damage, divided as you choose amongst any number of creatures. Oh, no, that's not the one I was thinking. Okay, sorry. No. Okay. Like, that card is really powerful for mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. You know, that's a card that, like, I, I've seen before and I never thought it was good until I started playing, like, at a more competitive EDH style mm -hmm. to realize, like, I mean, you got 40 life and this can just, this is an actual board wipe, yeah. which is super relevant. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's an instant or sorcery, though. But it does things. It does relevant things. Yeah. Uh, what's a... I have a lot of weird cards that I've always... They're always, like, one of the last things I cut. Like, uh, Druidic Satchel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think that card's just sweet, like, uh -huh. what it does. I've never actually left it in a deck, but I just think it's a sweet card. Hmm. I don't think of... <laughs> Any other? Like, I have decks like... built around absolute trash, so that like it's Fa phantom monster in my Doxos EDH deck. <laughs> uh, because it was See, the thing... because it was on my desk at the time, and I needed another card. I feel like a lot of your EDH deck building comes down to stuff like that. It literally does. Like I'm literally picking up cards that are like laying around me, and like not going and finding cards. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, I'm like drawing a blank on like other other stuff. All I can think of is Druidic Satchel. That's sweet. Uh, yeah. It does sweet things. Alright. It's not good, but it does sweet things. <laughs> it does things, at least. We'll just say that. Oh. Uh, double negative. Double negative? That's another sweet one that doesn't see enough play. I don't even know what that is. Uh, red, blue, blue, instant, counter, up to two target spells. <laughs> That's not an uncard, huh? Okay. Nope. <laughs> With a name it like is... that, I was like, what? It is from Shards of Alara. Okay. If I'm remembering hmm. the set symbol correctly. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, and most of the time, it's just, it's, you know, why do you need to counter two spells around the stack? But every once in a while, it comes up and it's relevant. Every it's cool. once in a while, you need, you need to do it. I don't know. I, I love, like, I also love copy effects, like Reverberate. <laughs> Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh -huh. So, but those cards aren't that uncommon to see. Mm -hmm. You just have to be playing a deck that cares. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dead gone isn't appreci isn't appreciated enough. It's a split card, mm -hmm. red for a shock, but only to a creature. Yep. Or you can spend two in a red to return target creature to its owner's hand. Huh. Okay. So it gives red an option to like Bounce deal. Thing. Quotations deal with the big thing, which you also just don't see that often. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Most, as I said, most of my decks are built around absolute trash cards to start out with. So, like, they have just weird stuff in them. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. But, okay. Should we get one more in here? Sure. Right, we'll, we'll get another morality question in here. All right. Uh, is saying my aggro deck isn't fun to play against even a valid complaint? They should know a deck can't win all the time and some matches are just bad matchups. But there are a couple of bad apples in my playgroup. One, one player everyone calls him for cheating and making up rules, and another player didn't even wait for a response in a multiplayer game for some strong ETB effects. And another player tried blocking multiple creatures with one vanilla creature. I spent weeks testing my aggro deck and tuning it, so it's very consistent. That was the entire question. <laughs> Why do you play magic with these people? I think, they, I think they just wanted to throw people under a bus too, so that they could justify their complaint. But <laughs> I mean, a, all right, you're playing an aggro deck mm -hmm. at the tabletop level. People should either adapt to it, or you just shouldn't play it all the time. Because mm -hmm. if you're playing at the tabletop level, why do you only own one deck? That's boring as shit. Mm -hmm. Two, why are you playing with these people? <laughs> uh. I don't understand some play groups. Some people are just willing to, you know, take the abuse, I it's guess. Like, man, I'm such a shit person in real life that I have no real friends. So I have to play magic with these other really shit people because we've banded together so we don't all die alone, <laughs> but we hate each other. <laughs> It's probably far more accurate than you even realize. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of a certain play group with a certain person. And I was from, uh, I know like one of the people in the play group and from the stories I've heard, I kind of think that's why they exist. So it's like, we're just going to hang out until we end up, you know, 
dead and alone somewhere. But all right, <laughs> this this way someone will be at my funeral. I hope I'm not the last one to die. <laughs> Sad for morbid. All right. Well, so on that note, I think we're gonna wrap up. Uh, uh, John, do you have any do you have any closing thoughts before we just uh, close this out here? I've been wondering ever since it got brought up how broken my whole comment about unbanning everything. Yeah. If Hogak and Golgari Grave Troll would be friends or not. I think the answer is no, but you never know. Yeah, probably not. That's where mine's been wa- my mind's been wandering while answering these You'll questions. You'll have to go get into a no banless modern or something. See what happens. <laughs> Alright. So if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, head to the localmeta.com. You can check out all of our episodes there as well as links to the Discord. Uh, fun stuff like that. Cool. John, <laughs> you, you have a good night, man. <laughs> you too. Right, we will catch- I have to take a shower and go to bed for work. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> uh, we will catch you next time.